0: thankful tonight that his promises are true that you can stand on his word amen that you could build a life upon that word it is a firm foundation amen I am thankful tonight that I serve a God that I can trust a man that cannot and will not tell a lie amen everything that he said in his book belongs to me Amen. Every word, every promise I can claim. For we are the children of God. We are a seed of Abraham. Amen. And we need to start living that way. Amen. And trusting in Him and believing in Him. It's not by our might. Us being here tonight is not because we did something radical and and we deserve to be here. It's because God saw fit for me to be here tonight. Amen. And if He wants me here tonight, there's a reason that I am here tonight. Amen. And I am thankful that we serve a God that we can trust. When I can trust nobody. Amen. Pastor said it today. He can call it skeptical all he wants to. I think we're all in that boat right now. We don't know who to believe and who to trust. And, but I'm glad tonight that there is one that I can call on. Amen. There is one tonight that I know that I can trust and put my hope in and my help in. Amen. And I believe that we have come to do just just that tonight. Amen. I am humbled to be in the house of the Lord. Truly, truly humbled to be in the house of the Lord. And I am thankful to be standing here tonight. I never take this for granted. And if you have ever been given... The honor and wonderful privilege of teaching, of testifying, of telling somebody about Jesus. Whether it be behind a pulpit or out on the street. You know what a high honor and privilege it is to serve the Lord. Amen. And I am thankful to be here tonight. I come tonight with a message that has stirred me for a very long time. And I pray that I could do it justice tonight. And I pray that... Before I even get started, how many of you know me tonight? Most of you. Most of you have known me for a very, very long time. And with that being said, I believe that you know my spirit and you know my heart. And what I have to say tonight is not pointed at any person in this room, but against an adversary that has come against people in this room against an enemy that would want nothing more than to destroy and to distract and to discourage. It's his word that the enemy has come to kill, steal and destroy. He wants to end you. Amen. And God wants nothing more than for you to be saved from that eternal damnation. Amen. And I I pray tonight that you understand that. Some things that I may say is not pointed to one thing or another. It may seem that way at times, but hear me tonight. It's not against the issues we're dealing with, but the spirit behind which the issues we are facing are being dealt with tonight. I was praying in this place last Saturday night, and I I began to pray, and I said, God, this is not new to you. All of these things that we're facing and we're up against tonight is not new to God. Even when he was here in flesh, he was dealing with the very things that we are dealing with. No, it wasn't technology and news and media and the things that we're dealing with in this fashion. But the spirit in which they are being done, he's dealt with it all. Amen. And he's still going to deal with it all. Amen. And God is going to take care of His people. Our God does not change. In Him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if there's anybody changing, if there's anything changing, it's right here. It's right here. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, amen. Let's say what a wonderful, wonderful word we heard this morning from our pastor, amen. If you weren't here, you missed it, amen. Go back and watch it, it was a wonderful, wonderful word, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we'll begin reading at verse 9, it says, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Let you take heed tonight. Say let me take heed tonight. How I buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you on this subject. It's time to see what we're made of. It's time to see what the church of the living God is made of. It's time to see what I'm made of. In an hour where it seems we're being tried by fire, whether it be hay or stubble or stone or gold or silver, whatever it is, it's about to be revealed what the people are made of. Amen? It's about to be shown in this hour what we are made of. And tonight it's time to see what we're made of. Father, we love you. We thank you for what we feel in this place. God, I pray right now that you would anoint these lips of clay to deliver your word. God, that I would do so in love and in a right spirit, but that I would stand in boldness against an adversary, against every evil, wicked spirit that would oppose itself. God, that have even entered into this place. God, perhaps even snuck in unawares, but God, we see it tonight. We identify it tonight. We know what it is tonight, and we stand up against it. God for we are not made with corruptible things but we have put on Christ we have put on the name of Jesus we have put on the entire armor of God and we are ready to war in this hour and fight back against everything that would oppose you until we see every high thing brought down in the name of Jesus we pray And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Once upon a time, all the kiddos, listen up. There were three little pigs. The first of which did not want to work. He wanted to build his house with straw. The second worked a little harder, but not much, and he built his house with sticks. So now the two of them, as they quickly finished their work and and thought that their building would suffice, and thought that their house would withstand the test, and thought that what they had done was enough to withstand any evil that may come against them. And so in a rapid hurry, they finished their buildings with the hay and with the sticks so that they could laugh and sing and play all day. Their building had been finished and their homes were looking sharp and they felt adequate enough that what they had built was good enough to last. After all, I would not have time to play and sing if I spent all of my time building Their brother, you see, did not get to play and sing all day. He didn't get to go out in the world and do all the things that his brothers were doing because he had taken some time and he found some brick and he said, I want to build something that will last. And so we know that he built his house with bricks and it looked like it could withstand even the strongest of winds. And the next day, we know the story, here comes the big... Bad wolf, knocking on the house of straw, begging to enter. After being refused, he huffed and he puffed and he blew the house of straw down. So that pig scurries to the home of his brother who lived in the house of sticks, thinking this surely will help us withstand because it's a little more sturdy than the straw that I built in. And so now I have, in a moment of necessity, fled my place of safety. Trying to find something else that will satisfy. But yet, still not ready to pitch in and help the brother with the house of bricks. And knocking on this house, he begs to be let in. Only to hear the two inside say, not by the hair of our chinny chin chin. And he huffs and he puffs. And again, he blows their house down. So now both of these little pigs scurry to the house of the one which was built with bricks. And this time, the angry wolf gets there and he bangs on the door and he asks to be let in. And he says, would you let me in? And they said, not by the hair of our chinny chin chin. And this time, he huffs and he puffs and he blows and nothing happens. And he huffs and he puffs and he blows and nothing happens. And he sits there and he does it over and over and over again. And he exhausts himself until the place where he finally decides he's going to try something that ends up with his tail on fire because there was somebody that said you know what it may not matter to you and it may not matter to you but it matters what my home is built of it matters that i'm going to put in a little extra time because there's going to be something that will come someday it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow but there is a big bad wolf out there that wants to see your home destroyed children and young people you may not see it right now but there is an angry adversary that will come for you someday, and right now it may seem unnecessary, right now it may just be one brick here and one brick there, why do we keep coming to Sunday school, why do we keep coming to church, why do we keep praying, why do we keep having devotion, because we're building a place that's going to stand, we're building a place that's going to last, when the big bad wolf comes to blow the house down, we're we're gonna have a house that is ready, and every person in our home is gonna be safe. <laughs> Parents, don't you settle for hay. Don't you settle for sticks. Don't you settle for something that's good enough for right now. Right now they're just babies. The straw will do. Right now they're little and it doesn't really matter. We can, we can turn on the TV and just let whatever comes on babysit them for a little bit. No, you get in there and say this house is gonna be built with bricks. This house is gonna be built with something that's gonna last That when the enemy comes and knocks on the door, he's going to wear himself out because he's not getting in this house. All those little pigs' work had been made manifest for what sort it was. Paul said, The day shall declare it. What day? that day the end times the day that is coming down the road when things start coming and, and blowing on your house the day that they come trying to tear your 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 door down and get to where you are those days it's going to determine what you've been building on these storms that we've been going through and testing our faith and testing our our courage and our strength is not by accident. There is an enemy that is coming and he is knocking saying, let me in, let me in. And you can say, oh, well, you're not coming in. But if you've built your house with something that's not going to last, it doesn't matter what you've done. He's going to tear it down. He's going to destroy everything inside of it. That's why what I'm building matters. And we're living in that day right now where God is seeing what we're made of. The world is seeing what we're made of. Our families are seeing what we're made of. And we are getting a true reflection of what we ourselves are made of. Persecution, trials, floods, fires, pestilences, all these things. They are going to reveal that some are weaker than we thought that they were. But it's also going to reveal that there are some that are stronger than we thought they were. And we're going to say, my goodness, how did they withstand? How did they make it in such adversity? How did they make it when the same wolf that came to my house destroyed us? But now I'm watching their family go through the same thing, and they're not being shaken, and they're not being discouraged, and they're not getting depressed on Facebook. I'll tell you how it happened. They found a house that would last, and they said, that's where I'm going. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to build. I'm going to build something that will withstand the test of the hour. We've, some, we've seen some cave to the pressures of this world. We've seen churches who swore they would never stray away from this truth, be blown away with the first blow that came their way. We've seen ministers of the gospel who have turned away for the sake Of convenience and numbers. To laugh and sing and play all day. They are more concerned with how many followers they have on social media. Than how many followers of Jesus Christ they can produce. They have not all right said these things. They have not all proven they are this way. But the day we are in is about to declare it. The day we are in is about to reveal it. We pride ourselves, oh, well, I haven't bought into all of that garbage. I haven't bought into the nonsense of the world. I haven't bought into the agenda. And you know what? He doesn't care if you buy in. He doesn't care if you buy into the agenda. He just wants to know if you'll give into it a little bit. We, we We just need you to accept it. Not necessarily in your home. Just the idea of it. Just accept this thought. Just accept this plan that we have proposed. We just need to go along to get along. But isn't it funny. How it is we that are the ones that are always asked to bow. It is the people of God. The people that stand for righteousness and goodness. Those are the ones that are bigots and. Go around with haughty spirits and attitudes. And we're the ones being looked at with a microscope. Ready to watch us make a false move. That they can throw accusations against us. All it takes is for people of position or status. To be given a platform and a microphone or an interview or a Twitter account and people start buying into it because they don't know anything different. And it's being thrown down our throats. It's being thrown up in our faces. It's being thrown every day into our children's faces. This is not some new thing. This is not something that just happened one day. And I've heard people say, man, this just happened out of nowhere. No, it didn't happen out of nowhere. That that's Snake has crept into the garden a long time ago, and he made himself comfortable. He made himself aware of the routines of Adam and Eve. Don't you find it curious that he knew just where to be on that day? Of all the garden, he knew right where to be. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch where she is on Tuesday. I'm going to sit back and watch what they go about doing on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm going to learn their routines. And then when the time is right, When I see that the moment is right, then I'm going to creep in and then I'm going to create chaos. It was when Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and when he had hungered that the Spirit of God led him into wilderness to be tempted. And then the enemy comes in. When he had hungered. Now I know... I've been watching him. I've been I've been scoping this out. And had I gone at day one, he's still full of strength and full of power. And he's ready to fight me. I'm not coming at you on Sunday night after church. Because I know you're fired up and ready to fight. But I'm going to create some chaos in your world. And I'm going to create some questions and some doubts and fears. And I'm going to watch how you handled that. And then when the time is right, then I'm going to make my move. This is not pandemic stuff. This is not Equality Act stuff. This isn't politics. This isn't left wing or right wing. This is God and this is the world. This is God and this is that antichrist spirit that already worketh. This is God and this is an adversary that has come to destroy you. The serpent in the garden did not have facts. He had just enough truth with just enough lie so that Eve would be confused. All he did was get in Eve's ear and present her a question and she did the rest. All our world has to do, hear me, is not get you to just all out buy into their agenda. But all it has to do is put something there in your ear that would cause you to lay awake at night and think, well, maybe, just maybe, well, maybe it doesn't have to be this way. Maybe my pastor was wrong. Maybe my youth pastor's not telling me the truth. Maybe they are brainwashing me. Maybe I am confused. Maybe I am troubled and I don't know all of these things. And if the right people say it, oh, everyone believes it. And without realizing it, there is a blazing fire that is revealing in this hour what we are made of. Listen, you come up with whatever rule and legislation you want to. You come up with any change of plans. If you say, you know what, tomorrow I want you to start driving on the left side and not on the right side. I want, I want every all our traffic to switch. It would be chaotic. But you know what, it, it doesn't go against the principles of the word of God. So you know what? To each their own. If you tell me to go fly a kite, well then I'll go find, find me a kite and I'll go out there and fly me a kite. But if you are asking me to do something or to support something or to just accept something that goes against the will of God and the word of God, you hear me tonight. I will not bow. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to let them have their way and say, okay, you know what? You're right. Go ahead and do your thing. No, that's what we've been doing and it hasn't worked. We've been playing nice and it hasn't worked. They haven't stopped. They haven't slowed down. Well, we just want you to let us be. No, you don't. You want us to just embrace it and accept it and adopt it as our own belief and it ain't going to happen. Because my house is gonna last. My house is gonna make it till the very end. I've come to speak to some Daniels in the house tonight that would see what is happening and would be sensitive as to what is really going on right now. To see this is not conspiracy. It's called sensitivity. It's called being prayerful and discerning some things in the spirit that we've been praying about, and we've been talking about, and we've been preaching about, and we're going around just like sheep led to the slaughter with our hands over our eyes and over our ears, and we don't want to hear, and we don't want to see, and we just want to go along to get along, but I've come tonight to speak out against that spirit that there would be some Daniels that say, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but there's more more to all of this than what you're telling me right now. I know it sounds like you're presenting me with a wonderful opportunity. And you're presenting me with this wonderful life. But I am sensing there is more to this than you're letting on to. It's time to separate the boys from the men. It's time to see if we will put up or sit down and be quiet. Either he's God of all or he's not God at all. Every word that he has spoken is true or every word is a lie. And we just sang about it tonight. His word is true. It's a firm foundation. I can stand upon it. I can build upon it. This is the hour for the church of the living God to arise and declare... That the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I shall not be moved. I shall not bow. I will not give in to the test of the time. I will not give in to that huff and that puff. Because my house is going to be built to last. We do a lot of lip service. And you've shown others you can talk. The talk, now it's time to show everybody that you can walk the walk. Don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer also. We're living in a day where the real is about to be revealed and the fakes are about to be shown as fake. And it's not going to be real because CNN says it's real. It's not going to be real because somebody out there declared it to be so. It's going to be real because the fire has proven it. It's going to be shown to be right because over time there's going to be a people that are going to make it. As pastor said this morning for the children of God there shall be light at even time. There's going to be a it may not be that way for those that build with straw it may not be that way for those that build with sticks but for the ones that built it with rocks and bricks and stones and mortar and they said each day by day we're building it over time the fire is going to show what you're made of Malachi 3 says and he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver That word refiner speaks of who he is. It says that he shall sit as one who tests, one who proves to be true. It's not those out there that are going to do it, it's him that is going to prove that it's true. Isaiah 48:10, Behold, I have refined thee but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. The refiner is one that comes and removes the impurities and the sediment of any other unwanted matter of something. You say, well, why am I going through all of these things? Why am I even going through this attack? Because God is saying, because I'm wanting to prove to you that what you have built on and what you have chosen to build your life with makes a big difference and when the fires come it's not going to consume you it's going to prove you it's not going to take you out but it's only going to take you higher it's not going to make you bitter it's only going to make you better that's what the fire is going to do for those that are made of the right stuff if you've got what it takes then when the fires come you can sit there and say come on Burn all the bad out of me Burn all the things that don't belong I'm not going anywhere I'm just getting better I'm just getting stronger I'm just getting purer He said I have put you through an examining process To prove the person And to test the heart Because you see only the real cannot only endure the fire, but be made more perfect in the fire and be proven true. First Peter says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials... It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And I believe that I am looking at some people tonight that have endured some really tough blows in your family and in your home and in your life. But you're still here tonight because what you have built on and what you have been built with has proven to stand the test Of time. For as a Job who lost everything to still say. Though he slay me yet will I trust him. There are some Job's in the house tonight that have gone through a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble and a lot of loss but you're here tonight because you were built with something that will last and when others look at you to see what you're made of they're seeing something that is precious they're seeing something that hasn't been taken out by the enemy they're seeing how are you making it how are you going through this how are you going to survive this situation you do it because God helps you get through it. You do it because God is right there with you. You do it because you built a house that could last on a firm foundation. Listen, if it was wrong then, it's wrong now. If it was right then, it's right now. Holiness, come on, holiness is still essential to my Salvation. It's not a side of fries. It's not a side sauce. It's not something I can just pick to choose from and what I want. It says, without it, no man shall see the Lord. It's essential. Yes, we have to repent. Yes, we have to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. But I also have to have holiness. I also have to have faith. I also have to continue walking and know that after Acts 2.38, it said, and with many other words, did he testify and exhort. There's more to this life than just Acts 2.38. There's more to this life than just once Saved, always saved. But there's a continual laying of brick by brick by brick that I've got to build upon tonight. Truth is not what I'm being told it is. It's what's already been established forever from His spoken word. In Daniel chapter 1, the king Nebuchadnezzar comes and he appointed them. He decided, hear me, He came and decided what they were going to eat, and what they were going to drink. I'm deciding that. And I want you to go and find me some young men. And I want them to be top notch. I want them to look the part, talk the part, know the part. I want them to be everything you can imagine this looking like. Go find them. And then we're going to tell them what they're going to do. He starts making up his own set of rules that everyone else has to obey. And you don't have to buy in as long as you give in. As long as you surrender to my agenda. Then we can all play nice and we can all get along. But you see in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. If we could throw it up there. But Daniel. Purposed in his heart. That he would not defile himself. This is nothing to do with you, king. This has nothing to do with what you're trying to get me to do or not do or, or, or say or not say. This has something to do with this guy right here. And I have made some commitments. And I have made some promises to God. And I've made some commitments to my family. And I've said some things at an altar. And you don't understand. I understand what you're trying to get at. But I cannot do that. Because if I did, I would be defiling myself. I would be going against this guy right here. And that guy right there. It has nothing to do with you. Don't take it personal. Don't. Create strife here it has nothing to do with you I cannot defile myself I can't do that to myself for if I do this if I go this way I don't get to blame him oh the king made me do it oh the the government's forcing me to do this Oh, I'm being told that this is what I should do. And this is what I should say. And this is where I can go. And this is where I can't go. And I'm being told all of these things. And it's the Okay, I get that. I get that. But I've purpose in my heart. That I will not defile myself by consuming the king's meat. If I do this, I can blame nobody else but myself. Well... Daniel said, you don't understand. I've lived a life for God and I've made some commitments. I've consecrated myself to Him that I would not defile myself. So then the prince of the eunuch said, I hear what you're saying, Daniel. But if you don't do this, and if you don't look like they look, When this is all said and done, if you don't look as hefty as they look, and you don't look as sharp as they look, and you're you're foggy and you're not getting it like they're getting it, I want you to know it's going to be my head that they're after. If you don't look like they look and you're not dressed like they're dressed at the end of this, the king is going to have my head. So Daniel said, prove thy servants. Test us. Go ahead and see what we're made of. I want you to give us ten days. Feed us pulse and give us water to drink. And then let's see how we look. And compare how they look to us. And at the end there was change, alright? For these four young men were fairer and fatter than the rest. Because of what they were made of. And because they were willing to take a stand... God said alright I've got you I'm going to provide for you when you're not eating what they're eating I'm going to make a way you're worried about well how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that if I don't do this and I don't obey and I don't comply and I don't do this you want me to tell you how because God is going to step in and he's going to say look if you'll take a stand for me then I'll take a stand with you if you'll take a stand for me then I'll get right there with you I'll give you nourishment I'll give you strength. I'll give you groceries. I'll give you gasoline. I'll give you health care. I'll give you everything you need if you will just trust me and let me prove you. Let me show them what you're made of. Let me show them who you're made of. Let's prove them. Young people and kids, you may not get all the things in this life you want. And you may feel like your parents have done you a disservice because you're not eating what they're eating. And you're not getting to dress in the clothes that they're dressing in. And you're not getting to act the way that they're acting because your mom and dad has set you aside and said, No, we're going to prove you. We're going to do some things a little different than they're doing it. But you hear me. At the end of it all, I can promise you, you're going to be fuller because of it. You're going to be greater because of it. You're going to become wiser because of it. It's not brainwashing that's going on. It's called discipling. It's called discipleship. It's called discipleship it's called truth and we want to make sure that our babies get it right now and say we're pouring into them right now so they get it because one of these days they're going to have a house of their own and I pray that they see the bricks being laid right now and see how important it is and I pray they're aware of what's going on and that there's a sensitivity in them and they say man look what God did while everybody else is fretting and worrying my Mom and dad never broke a sweat. They kept going to the house of God. They kept praying faithfully. They kept living and serving God like they always had. Because nothing swayed them. Nothing changed them. Not because there wasn't storms. And not because there wasn't fires. But the fire was just proving us. The fire was just purifying us. And refining us. And we were able to stand there and say. It's alright because God is making us better daniel one twenty one says, and Daniel continued he continued, others may change, others may sway, others may give in, but Daniel continued. later, we see that Nebuchadnezzar has built this golden image, and he asked for the princes. The governors and the captains and the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs. Go read it. All of them. And all of the rulers of the province to be gathered together. He is asking for everyone to be there. He wants everyone to comply. He wants everyone to do what he's asking them to do. He said, when you hear the music, it's time for you to bow and worship this idol. If you do not, you shall be thrown into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, when all, say all, all the people heard the sound of all kinds of music, all the people fell down and worshipped. Oh, no. All of them bowed. That's what Scripture says. Go read it. Oh no, all of them have bowed. They've all given in. They've all caved under pressure. After all, it's what they were told. That they all had to do it. Even some that may have thought it was silly. Even some that didn't agree. Even some that did it just because the person standing beside them did it. So they knelt down as well. For fear of fire, we bow. For fear of being called out, we bow. For fear of being unpopular, we bow. For fear of just going along to get along, we bow. For fear of being called the hypocrite, we bow. But the Chaldeans came and said, Sir, this was your command. You said, music, bow, worship. If not, you die. Pretty simple. But there are certain Jews Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men have not regarded thee, they refuse to serve your gods, nor worship the golden image. So you hear me tonight when they say that everybody's doing it. Maybe, just maybe, not everybody's really doing it. When the Word said, all bowed, and all worship that idol, and all are doing this, and all of them are doing that, and you hear, well, everybody else is doing it, and so and so's doing it, and that church is doing it, and that church went that way, and that church threw this out, and, well, everybody else is doing it, maybe we ought to be too. No, 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 because there are certain Jews. There's a few out there that have said, no, 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 no. Don't you tie me in with all. I'm not a part of them. I'm not a part of the, We're made of different stuff, he and I. They're not made of the same stuff. They broke the mold when they made me. I'm not made with corruptible things. I'm not going away anytime soon. I'm not bowing down. I didn't bow. I didn't give in. He brought these men forward and said, Is it true that you don't serve my gods and worship the golden image? Now I will give you a second chance or you'll be cast into the fire. Now you've made me mad. Now you've, you've made me really angry. And, and, and I'm, my patience is wearing thin. Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? As great as faith was. Their principles were even greater. If it be so, our God is able, I want you to get this tonight. Our God is able to deliver us from the furnace, and He will deliver us out of thine hand. Did you hear that scripture? Our God is able to deliver us from the furnace. But He will deliver us from your hand. Because you see, if I go into that fiery furnace and it consumes me and takes my life, I was delivered out of your hand. But if I go into that same fiery furnace and I'm not consumed and I'm not beaten and I'm not destroyed, then He still delivered me out of your hand, so either way, I'm winning and you're losing. Any way you cut it, I'm coming out all right, and you're getting taken out. I'm not bowing. I'm not giving in. I'm not giving up. I might die doing it, but to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Any way and cut it, I am victorious. Let's all stand all over this house. Regardless of what happens to us, regardless of what, friends, we might lose or what we might be called, we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image. So they were bound in their coats, bound in their hosen, bound in their hats and bound in their garments. Read it. We ain't just putting little handcuffs on them and throwing them in the furnace like we draw the little cartoons for Sunday school. They were bound all over. You ain't getting out of this. I'm going to show you who's the God that will stand against me. You're not going to be delivered out of my hand. They were bound all over. They had restrictions put on them. They were severely limited, hear me, for taking a stand. Verse 23 says, these three men fell down bound. God no doubt sat back and smiled as they did not bow down. But when they fell down, he showed up on the scene. Hold on. Did we not cast in three men bound? He threw that in there. I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Did we not restrict them and limit them and tell them what they could and could not do and how we were going to see all this unfold and we were going to operate and we were going to prove what was going to happen here? Did we not cast three men bound in the fire? Yes, sir. Well, you're not going to believe this. But I see four men loose in that furnace. Not only did one more show up, but now... They're not bound anymore. So not only did God deliver them out of His hand, oh, but He also delivered them from that fiery furnace. No longer are they falling down, but they're walking around and have no hurt. It was then Nebuchadnezzar said, ye servants of the Most High God, come here. All these people that I have come today to ask to draw near. And to comply with me and to do what I've said. And the princes, the governors, and the captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together. Saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Whew. Nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed. Nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent His angel and delivered His servants that trusted in Him, and have changed the King's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, now I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God, not against them, against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut up in pieces, and their houses, hear it, their houses, shall be made a dunghill. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. If only we could see that the fire is not meant to burn us, but to promote us. To put us in a place Where others that are out there could see, My, look at what has happened. Their house has stood the test of time. Their life has proven to be true. Their God has proven to be faithful. The fire will show what you're made of tonight. It will show it to God, your enemy, and even yourself. The fire did not consume them, nor cause the smell of smoke on them. Yet at the same time, The experience with God in the fire changed everything. Though it didn't change their garments, it changed some other things. The greatest part of this is not the strength of the raging fire you walk through tonight, but it's about the strength of the God who walks in that fire with you. Somebody had to get into the fire in order for a Nebuchadnezzar to see God. And somebody had to stand before they ever got to the fire. And say, not me. Not me. When winds blow and others' lives may fall apart and run, my house is going to be ready to take that hit. When fire comes, may it reveal we're stronger than we believed. And we're fairer and fatter than the rest and blessed beyond measure. May we stand and not bow down. I may have already shared this with with you, and if I have, forgive me. But the Lord reminded me of it today. A few months ago, the Lord spoke to me at one of our early morning prayers. And as I wept, I tried to write it down as fast as I could. He said, do not reason, do not give place, do not stop obeying my spirit and my word. If you felt it in the spirit, that is a more firm foundation than knowing in the flesh. Many have compromised to convenience. Many know my voice, but are giving ear to another. Many know what the Spirit is saying, but they are ignoring it because of what they are seeing. Do not stop obeying me. Do not stop listening for my voice. And do not stop trusting. If you are wrong, that shall be revealed. But if you are right, which you are, that shall be revealed. Every day I wake up and I see the world that we're living in. It hurts me that there are people that are so confused and so bound. They don't know where to go and they don't know what to do and they, they seem so hopeless. And then we come into the house of God and we're not hopeless. We have a hope that is an anchor for our soul. We have a place that we can come to when we're tired and when we're weary. We have everything that they need. But if we're just simply going along and doing all the things that they're doing too. What will they ever see that is so different about their house and our house? If we're playing and singing and going about our merry little way laughing and singing all day. And they're doing the same. When the winds begin to blow and the house begins to fall and their house looks just like our house, we're all in trouble. But when there is a place that they can run to, I've got a brother. He built his house out of something that's going to last. I goofed up and I made some mistakes and I've done some things and I made some poor decisions and I've laughed and I've played, but now things are getting serious. And now my house of straw has been revealed for what it is. And now I've got to run to a brother. Brother. And they run to their friends and they run to their companions and their loved ones. And they find that they too only had a house made of sticks that was a little more sturdy. But it too would pass. But I believe there are some people here. That your home. I'm not talking about this church building right here. That your home is about to become a safe place for somebody. We've already been there. We've already been told that we have to stay places and we can't go anywhere. We've been through all of that. We've experienced that. But if that may be the case, may my home be a safe place for somebody to run and know that it is a place where bricks have been laid, where something That we've built on and built with is going to last longer than any storm, longer than any fire. It's going to stand the test of time because we were dedicated, because we were faithful, because we were prayerful, because we were sensitive, because we saw what was coming and we prepared. We knew there was an adversary that was coming. And we were prepared. We can ignore it all we want to. He's coming. Some of you have already felt the winds from His own breath. Blowing on your home trying to tear something down. But do not fear nor be afraid. For if you've come this far by faith. And you've made it this far. I believe there are some people here tonight that you've got what it takes to make it. And if you're unsure tonight, there is no better place for that fire to prove you than at an altar. For an altar is a place where that fire can refine you and burn away all of the dead things, the things that don't belong. And I open these altars tonight for somebody. That wants to make sure that you're built of the right stuff that wants to make sure that you're not just complying to comply and and you're not just doing something because somebody I, I want people to pray about the decisions they're making I want them to really look at God and say God is this right is this something that I should be getting involved in right now and and accepting God I, I don't feel comfortable accepting that the lifestyle that they're choosing when they are so confused and they're so dis- Discouraged, And I'm being told to accept confusion. And God it's not, it's not settling well in me tonight. But God this day is about to prove us. It's about to show what we're made of. God whether it be gold or silver. Or subble or hay. Or straw. Whatever it may be. God may my house be built to last. May every father and mother. Build a house that will last for their babies. That it will be a safe place for their brothers to run. When things get wearisome. When their own life begins to fall apart. And they are fearful of their own life. God, may my home become a safe place. God, that they can come to Come on, Mom and Dad, get around your babies tonight. Pray for them. Oh, tell them why you're laying bricks. Tell them why you're working and not playing. Tell them why we don't do certain things. Oh, I know it don't matter now in your mind. I know right now it doesn't seem to make sense. But one day, one day you're going to say thank you. One day you're going to know why I did this. Katarama, hito robo sataya. sataya sataya. He sataya. mokoyatarama